seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rogan World. All right, welcome to episode 40. This episode is in honor of all the 40s that Edward 40 I know hands. I drank in high school. Those parties were great. I assume you did too. And two, yeah, they're stuck to your hands and you have to drink both. Uh, goes out to OE, Old English, which I was, ch- I lost a bet a number of years ago uh, to a mutual friend, Todd, and I had to chug a 40. And Man, in high school, they were good. But, like, I guess it's probably, like, after, like once you hit, like, tw- 25 and up, this is not a drink for you. And I totally puked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, especially, like, when you're going, yeah, 140 is a lot to take down. And then the second one is 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 just, it's just, you know, at that point, you know what your tomorrow is going to be like. Um, but... I always wondered, you know, it's like whatever happened to 40s. I feel like if I'm in a liquor store, I see like 32 ounces. I feel like I don't see actual 40 ounces anymore. And why can't I like the 24 ounce of like Corona has taken yeah. over the 40. Yeah. It's like I, I feel really like betrayed. And it's like, you know, if I'm out at like, you know, at a nice restaurant, like why can't I order a 40? Like what is it's fine malt liquor, you know, and if it's fine malt liquor, it belongs in fine dining. So I just don't understand. You know, should we bring it back? Like next time we see each other, maybe Super Bowl, something like that. Should we just do a 40? Actually, yeah. If they, But both of you and I will need gluten-free 40s. So if there is a beer maker out there that can help us out with this. Um, yeah, you have two podcast hosts that have um, some dietary issues and restrictions. So um yeah. Is it worth going down in flames to do it? Um, 75% chance, yes, that it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, this will be for debate, but we want to do it for you, the audience. Uh-huh. Um, more than, well, and for us. I think I want to prove I can do it still. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I think, you know, this brings us to the theme of the show. Um, the theme is undoing the system and taking it to the man. Woo! Which is a big one. And it's going to be a fun one. First, I hope everyone got to check out the special interview episode with Shirley Whitaker, uh, Dr. Shirley Whitaker. I really think uh, what she said is important. And if you haven't, go back, like stop this episode and go back and just listen to at least some of what she has to say, because it's, it's really powerful stuff uh, to listen to someone who grew up in Georgia in the Jim Crow era and rose to prominence. Um, so do that. And... Uh, that's a little news from the quarantine. And then, man, dude, did you see how many deaths happened this week? And I'm not talking about just the COVID deaths, like no, the famous no. people deaths. Oh, yes, yes. There was, there was, um, oh, uh, Cecily Tyson, she passed. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Who else, who else left us? Cloris Leachman. Oh, she did? Yeah, we lost Cloris Leachman. Well, she was one of the Golden Girls, right? No, but she could have been. She was in a lot of other things. Um, what was her big one from 
I'm asking producer Tim again. Tim, what was Cloris Leachman's big thing from like 10 years ago or something? Oh, oh yeah, duh. Uh, the guy who plays my dad in uh, Tar, Timothy Bottoms, she was in the last picture show, which was an Oscar winning movie. And she won an Oscar. One of the Oscars was her part in the last picture show. Oh, well, shit. shit. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm second degree Kevin Bacon game from her death. I'll take, I'll take it. it. But also we lost Henry. We lost Hammer and Hank. Oh, right. Wait, didn't we talk about that last week? Okay, we talked about it last week, but it still hurts. And yes. uh, and then we lost uh, Larry King. Maybe we talked about that last week too, but still hurts. And uh, anyway, just, just a lot of people. We're losing lots of people. And uh, it doesn't mean, oh, can't 2021 just end now in January, like a lot of people say, but it's a lot of deaths. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is we get older because we have met more people in our lives, because we have seen more, you know, actors come and grow up with us. Yeah, the deaths are just going to keep piling on. Um, you know, it, it, it's our lives are going to be like one of those um, Oscars uh, tributes um, where everybody's sad, just black and white pictures. That's going to be happening all the time. Not soon, but one day it will. Um, uh so, you know, this is a happy episode. So we're just trying to start out with happy topics. And that was pretty, you know, I hope everyone felt uplifted by the deaths. <laughs> <laughs> and and can I just tell you a story of something that happened in the news for the yeah. quarantine? And before we go on to what the theme is and topic one, which is insane, insanity. Yeah. Uh, I was staying in an Airbnb um, this last week. I was on the road and I got a call the day before I'm supposed to leave from the Airbnb. It was a wonderful Airbnb, really nice, spacious kitchen, uh, two bed, bath, you know, things. And I got a call at like 1145 and I'm in the middle of a work thing and I'm not anywhere close. I'm like, 45 minutes from the Airbnb. And I get a call from the woman who runs the Airbnb who says, like kind of panic, Aaron, Aaron, I was wrong. Uh, can you go check out now and we'll put you up on a, a motel? And I'm like, what? I check out tomorrow, my flight leaves tomorrow and today I'm here working. Like, how, what? And then she goes, yeah, yeah, because the net, the new people are coming in today now. So we need to, we need you to, we'll get you in a motel. And also my stuff was everywhere. Like I'd been there for 10 days or something. So like, I just thought like, like it made me think two things, right? I'm curious your, your thoughts. One, what in the world was this woman thinking? And two, in general, do people ever think? Um. That's a loaded question. The second to answer your second question, no. Um, but first of all, there's nothing shady happening because Airbnb does not allow double booking over the same dates because if you use the platform, it'll mark out dates that are already being booked. So obviously she, because you went directly through the Airbnb platform, right? Um, 
Oh, and so then, then that means she then booked with somebody that wasn't from Airbnb. Um, and that means they are the ones breaking the, the terms and conditions. She's the one breaking the terms and conditions. So did you end up leaving or did you stay? Hell no, I didn't leave. I w- one, I couldn't have. I actually wasn't there. And two, like I had a book day. So I would have had to somehow get back, like clean the place up and pack everything and then go to a motel while I had like no free time until around 9 p.m. So I just straight up told her I played kind of like it's just not happening. I just said, I can't. And then she said, well, I can't like we, you know, we're in a pickle. And I'm like, well, I, I, I just can't leave. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I am busy today. I can't get there. And uh, that was it. And a motel, which is I'm, that's that's not fair. You're staying in a house with a home with like a kitchen and all this kind of stuff. And then she'll put you up in a cheap ass motel. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, it was definitely going to be a Super 8. Like, I was going to be going into a Super 8. And it was just not, it was just like, this is where the, the thinking happened. Like, why not? approach the next people and say the first night we booked and there's someone still there. We made a mistake. We will put you your first night in town a motel. in a hotel. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's where, like, where do people like, how stupid are you? Like, yeah, that's what you do. You don't go to the person who's there in the middle of the day and say, go pack up and leave now when they're not even there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully she gives you a five-star review, and if she doesn't, and she does leave some comments, you know, negative to you, then you can, yeah, definitely fuck up her rating or call even Airbnb and complain. Like she can get a lot of trouble for that. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's my Mark rant for the quarantine. Okay, well, that that, that was quite a, that. A, a, a busy quarantine. I think it's time we get into our first topic, and the first topic Let's is... Let's go. Uh, it was a big one. Um, and for... You know, anybody uh, that's been uh, following it, which is everybody, Wall Street Bets was the big, big story this week when Reddit got together. People from all across the political spectrum um, got together and in an effort to bring down a hedge fund. And to me, it was one of the most beautiful, patriotic, wonderful moments I can remember in my time of being alive and I was so, so proud that it happened. It happened on a platform God, that I've been, you know, of an active member for, for over a decade. I'm happy that I could take part in it. I'm happy that I bought game stock stock. Um, I'm happy it went up. I'm happy about all the um, foul tweets I put out there. I'm happy that there's everything has been great. And it up until it didn't, um, and that's when, um, you know, all these trading platforms, they closed off, all the brokers, they closed off, uh, you know, regular people like us, uh, the quote unquote day traders from trading in any of these uh, meme stocks, whether it was BlackBerry or um, <laughs> GameStop or any of them, uh, AMC cinemas, um, they stopped them from trading that. So that way the hedge funds could the prices would drop hedge funds could then get back into the game, buy back those stocks at a lower price, recover their losses. And then they're opening them up a little bit. So it was very much pretty much collusion and absolute actual market manipulation. Um, 
And so that was the most dispiriting thing and nothing is going to happen. There's going to be a hearing next week, but nothing will come of it. But yeah, I think, uh, I think the hope is Aaron, you know, it's like I'm holding on to my, to, to my, to my shares. I'm not selling them. I don't want to give these hedge funds any advantage. I don't care if I lose this money. I would love to destroy a company, a predatory company like this hedge fund um, that has just been, you know, doing really shady shit, like short selling, like way more than it should. And, you know, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do my part, but I, I felt this is the first time that I felt uh, like uh, something, some change was actually starting to happen in a long time. I agree. I'm, I'm mad about something with this and then I feel some hope. Um, I'm mad that you didn't tell me when this was good. Like when you found out <laughs> where was my text that yeah, like, my bad. <laughs> I, like, like I have a, I, I have a, I'm in on a thread where this stock is going to boom. It gets some now, Aaron. So, uh, that didn't happen. Sorry. So I don't have stock in that. I did when all this happened. I went in my little Robin Hood thing and I bought a share of Dave and Busters because I just figured that's going to be next. <laughs> so that's just my deductive reasoning. But everything you said, besides the fact that you didn't share the information and held it from me and, you know, I'll forever be resentful toward you. I, I love this to death because yeah. I think our current American capitalist system is so broken. And uh, this last year, how all these hedge funds and all these billionaires were just making heap money left and right in the market while no one else could trade. And most people were starving and out of jobs and out of work. And then Trump was able to brag that the market's doing well when it was really just the actual action in the market was minimal at best. It was just the big guns playing around to make money and the hedge funds getting richer and then they'd short something so that then they could then make the money when it went down. It was just complete market manipulation by the big guns. So then why can't the little guys do the same thing? That's where I think our system is so broken and I don't even understand current capitalism. I think it is wrong yeah, in, the there's, current, there's... in its current form. I mean, and, you know, most elected officials, you know, are, you know, regardless of party are heavily backed by these financial institutions. There's so much money behind there. And the people that are, you know, the, the companies, the hedge funds are the ones that even like own huge stakes in the brokerages. So they even are able to pull the strings there. And this, yeah. I think, goes back to, I think, previous topics we were talking about the past couple of weeks is there's capitalism and then there's corporatism. America has become a corporatist country. And I think capitalism is a free market and a corporate is when you, it, it, it's, it's, it's um, an oligarchy. It's, you know, you have just these few entities controlling everything, controlling all the money, controlling all the policy because they're the ones with the money talking to the politicians, controlling all the speech. It's all tied in. You, we have put too much, uh, sort of have given too much power to these corporations to dictate how we spend our money how we say our words and just how we live our lives. And wouldn't you also say um, also to the 1%, the 1% just run the country more than oh, ever. Oh, absolutely. Always have. Always have. And 
they, you know, and that's, that's another reason. And I know, you know, it's like, I think part of the show is bringing not only our listeners, but each other hope. And part of the hope that, you know, one of the things I want to get hopeful for, but I'm still not hopeful of is that there's, I can't remember, you know, the last time we actually had somebody, like if we had Bernie Sanders become president, that's like a guy that's not backed by corporations, right? That's, that, that's, that's such a fucking rarity that there's very few like him and very few people like that, that don't have that sort of support that aren't beholden to this. And, but sadly, just the way politics, not only in America, but across most of the world works, it's if you have the money, you have the power and then you have the power to control the country. And it's, it's, I think corporations are more powerful than politicians. Um, so I, I, it's, it's really bad. And I'm a capitalist. I'm a true capitalist at heart. I'm a free market capitalist and we do not have a free market. We have a market that is built to only watch those powerful and rich people succeed. And it is meant to make people like you and me and every single listener have only a hope of success one day when in reality, we rarely will ever get that shot. So I'm, I was Aaron. I'm so glad that we are in alignment that this carnage this week showed that when the internet can get together, mm-hmm. they can do really amazing shit. And, and what I loved was, you know, and no knock on Occupy Wall Street, that they didn't really have much of a purpose. They were just sitting outside, you know, pooping on the fucking, on Wall Street all over the mm-hmm. fucking ground and doing nothing. Like, you know, like I, they had good intentions, but it was too many like some things. Large, too many. Some large poops too. Like there were just big Yeah, ones. big poops. And then, then at the same time, you had the audacity of these pieces of, sh- pieces of shit that were sitting up on like Cipriani's, right? Like overlooking where these protests are and like dumping fucking champagne on these protesters. So you had these pieces of shit up there doing that. And that was what Occupy Wall Street ended up being is you had powerless people doing things that actually weren't changing anything. And in a matter of a week, you had the internet literally disrupt the most powerful institution possibly in the world because Wall Street is the most powerful institution in America and America's most powerful country in the world. So it's possibly Wall Street's probably the, and Wall Street drives global economies, not just American economy. So they fucked with Wall Street and it was amazing. And it was a bunch of fucking meme lords. Pardon my French, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I felt more hope in America than I have in a long time because of this. Because it was I've the first understood revolt. That tri- yeah. I agree one thousand percent. I've never understood the the term pardon your my French. Because, uh, like, like the word "fuck" is not French. Uh, so, is it just does it just mean that in America we think that in France, like, all they do is like say every you know bad word possible all the time? Like, that's how they speak. Is that the term? Is that why it's called "pardon my French"? Because French are like we 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 you know we fuck and shit and fuck and shit and fuck. <laughs> I think I'm going to go on a limb and say that I think that pardon my French comes from the fact that like French is considered a very sexy, seductive language. And like, you know, French men are always seducing French, you know, always seducing women and vice versa. And so like when you say something, pardon my French means you are saying something that's like, ooh, la, la. Um, so, yeah. Oh, cool. Which is also right. French where it is. Ooh, la, la. So it shouldn't be pardon my French. It should be. That was awesome. French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i i couldn't agree more i want like everything that happened in these last four years especially that just more and more unveiled just how much 
we are ruled by a select few rich people and one of them became president for no reason except like a fraudulent rich person actually and so the anything that we can do now to undo all of that is fantastic and all these people who took advantage of the little people and now the middle class got marginalized during this time and now the poor got poorer during these last four years like how all of it went south this is to me the start of hope that the more this stuff can happen the better our country will be in the long run yeah and even i agree with you and even though like you know i think that the sec is you know there might be class action suits against robin hood but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Oh, sure. Investors might get, you know, $200, whatever. You know, they, Robinhood was complicit and along with all the other brokerages in really just screwing over the everyday man that was just participating freely in the market legally. Um, so that was like one of the most insane things. And I don't think, I don't think our government and it's not a knock on Democrats or probably, I just think our government is not built to accommodate that because our government is run by money. But what I do have hope in, and you are right, is that we can do these things, these little acts of disruption to at least keep people on their toes. And I'm a simple man, Aaron. All I want is some blood. And um, <laughs> and I think we got that. And yeah. Because all I want to do with my life is just have people leave me the hell alone. I just, I'll be a good person to other people. They'll be a good person to me. Don't interfere in my life. Don't let, like, let me be a free person, free trade, free everything. And, um, yeah. And so we'll, we can bring these pigs down together. And I hope all our listeners are feeling just as positive and hopeful that this was just the start of a digital insurgency against the corporatist overlords of our country. So to end, to, so to end this topic, would you say that we are all in this together? Fuck you, no. <laughs> because I hate that phrase. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, uh, it's it's your kryptonite. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. So um, speaking of kryptonite, we're, we're doing this new little segment about, uh, and we will get to another hot topic immediately after if you're not a sports person. But uh, a little sports update because there's a bunch going on. You know, there's not that much going on in the country right now. But sports is going on. So uh, first off, uh, you get, and regardless of if you like sports, you get to see how bad I am at predicting stuff. Because uh, we've been making some bets on the big football games leading up to the Super Bowl. And uh, Rohit, well, the, fir- the first game, would you like to say what happened? Because it was like the, the biggest disaster possible. For me. Okay, wait, wait. Was the first game? It was. It was. Oh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. It was Battle of the Bays. Um, and um, yeah, I think I, you had Green Bay winning by six or more, and I think Tampa Bay won by a lot. And, yeah. and again, Aaron, you really suck at gambling against me. Um, like this is like, I've just been like, it's like been ridiculous. Um, so I think up until that point, I might've been undefeated against you in the entire playoffs on every single game, every game, however, every game, however, you got redemption. I did. Let's, when you tell us about it, that was huge. Uh, it made me, you know, feel like there was a glimmer of hope in the uh, future 
betting between us because I took the Kansas City Chiefs and you took the who'd they play? The Bills. The Bills, right, right, right. The always uh the the, the winningest franchise in history, the Buffalo Bills. You took them and they just got destroyed. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Chiefs would pull it out by like a point or two, but they won by a lot. So we broke even on this weekend. However, I'm still up $15 from, you know, overall from the previous week. Um, so Super Bowl. Let's oh, talk. Here it we is. Have, we have the Tampa Bay. I was about to say Devil Rays. Um, but by the way, this is, this is the third Tampa Bay team in the past, you know, past few seasons, like this past like season. All no, three, this- all Tampa Bay teams have made the championships. Um, yeah, and won one. The the Lightning yeah. won the Stanley Cup. Isn't that wild? Like, and then the, it's, it's the Rays Tampa. almost won the World Series. Uh-huh. They were within a game and yep. two games, and uh, now the Bucks are in it. It's crazy. I mean, Tampa Bay, uh, I guess, is now the center of the world in yeah, sports. They are the sports capital of the planet. Um, and so, the Super Bowl's uh, there. This is the first time ever yes, that the Super yes. Bowl is at the place where the team is actually playing. So whatever amount of fans they allow in, like, well, in Tampa, it's Florida, so they'll probably have a full house. They don't really know COVID happens. So I'm sure there'll be a decent amount of people. They'll at least have 20,000, 30,000 probably. And are you looking it up? So, yeah, so right now the spread right now is um, Chiefs are giving three and a half. Where where where's your gut sitting on that line? Whew. I am all in on the Chiefs. I think that Okay, I'm, the, I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. So you believe yeah. in uh in old man Brady. I do, I do, I do. So okay, so all right, you got uh Chiefs taking the over on three and a half. I think Tampa will keep it close, like really close, and I think they might even pull it off. Um so, um, all right. So what, how much do you want to bet on this one? Let's double or nothing. Yeah. Let's keep doubling. So what is it? Are we on 20 now or what? Yeah. We went five, you're 10, up, 20. You're yeah. up 15. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll just do. So $15. So then. So it'll be, I yeah, you'll, you'll either get 30 or it's a wash. Great. Let's do it. And then, let's do it. uh, on top of it, just a quick word on Brady, Tom Brady. I can't stand the guy. I hate him. I think he is despicable in so many ways. Now I'm a Dolphins fan, so he's just won the division for so many years and it's been annoying. But I cannot stand him and I I could give a litany of reasons. The smug look, the way that he like Giselle, like Giselle's annoying because of him. He he's MAGA, like he's he's buddy buddy with Trump golfs with them. There's pictures of them like actually rubbing heads. If you look up like Trump Brady, there's like a picture of them actually like cuddling. It's like this guy just saw, he's just everything. And he just, whenever he walks into an event or a fight or something, he just looks like the guy you desperately have wanted to punch your whole life. I mean, he happens to be good at football. All that aside, he's the fucking goat. Like there, he's the absolute greatest quarterback of all time we'll ever see in our lives. Um, I hope not. I so, hope that uh, yeah. that Patty Mahomes is the new uh, freak that's like the greatest. I I think Mahomes is going to have better individual years, but he's not going to have that longevity. The dude's already like busted ankle, busted this, busted that. I think like you know it's 
Yeah, we'll see. I love Mahomes too. But um, all right, cool. So we uh, have our predictions for next week. Um, more predictions, Aaron. Where do you think Deshaun Watson, current and about to be former quarterback of the Houston Texans, is going to end up, or will he stay in Houston? What do you think? Where 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 does he end up? I'm gonna say because I do think it would be pretty cool. The Miami Dolphins. Ooh. And oh, wow. Here's why. I'm a Dolphins fan and I want it to happen. <laughs> okay, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> That's my reason. And here's the thing. There's I think you pretty much have 20 teams right now considering this move. Right? He's one of the teams top five quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the in the league. And he's not even hitting his prime yet. He's at the beginning of a nice contract that's actually fairly affordable given the way that the uh, salary cap's going to go as well as future quarterback contracts are going to go. They already paid him his bonus. I think it's going to take no less than three first-rounders and a star from any team, um, which is going to be worth every penny no matter what team you're doing this. Um, and my, my guess is actually your division rival, New York Jets. Um, I think he ends up... <laughs> I, that I would swear. be hilarious. That he's, would be hilarious. Be, he would get the hurt two overall in the first pick. week. He'd be on the well, Jets. I mean, he'd, he'd get hurt the first week. And they got Robert start. Sala as a new head coach. Really, really great mentality. Players love him. He's going to have a lot of magnetism. I think he's going to get a lot of veterans. Like I think Sherman will sign there. He's going to have a lot of guys that are going to come play with him just because he's kind of he's a loved coach. Um, getting his first shot as, as at the head coach position. Also, the Jets have the number two overall pick that they could use for Justin Fields or just flip to Houston. And in addition with some other picks, um, I think that the New York market is going to be good for Watson's marketability and for his contracts. It's way, it'll be more lucrative than what he'd be doing in Houston. It's a much bigger market. And I think the Jets have the most to give. They have the freshest start to work from. Um, and I think that, you know, even end of the season, you know, winning a few games. So it's not like they're completely working off of a blank slate, but uh, uh, with devoid of all talent. So I think that um, the Jets are my prediction. I could, I think you said the funniest thing that I've heard today so far. You said, you know, they're a part of the biggest market the New York market. The Jets have nothing to do with New York in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. No, like half of New Yorkers don't even know they exist. Their fan base, whoever it is, like half of them are now in jail because they rioted the Capitol. Like, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. At least 60%. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least 60%. Like, like the, the, the Jets, the Jets fan base to say that like New York has, a bunch of fan bases. New York has the Yankees, the biggest, you know, team, one of the biggest teams in the world of in terms of money and prof, stuff, fame. Uh, they have the Knicks, who are always bad, but have a fan base. It's like cool to go to a Knicks game. The number three most valuable team in American sports. Are the really? Knicks. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Mets, very popular. Big fan base. The, uh, the Islanders. I mean, not the Islanders. No, they don't have a fan base. The uh, the uh, Rangers, big fan base, hockey. The Jets, come on. Like, the J if you ask people, name five New York sports teams, I would guess like 10 out of 10 people wouldn't in that five name 
the Jets. I think the New York Liberty, the WNBA team, would be named for, before that. Ooh, uh, I, th- I think you're speaking as a very bitter Dolphins fan, but I think most people go Mets, Jets, Knicks, Giants, Yankees. Not in that order. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, it's it's. But anyway, uh, no. All right. So no, you've got the Miami. Jets. I've got, I've got the Jets where Deshaun Watson's going. Um, and I'm just going to take think, a flyer on one other team, the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> Go Args. Um, Args. And one last thing before we move on to the last topic, I just want to let you know that um, I'm going to be on a Zoom with Mookie Wilson next week. My brother what? won. Yeah, and my brother's girlfriend, who you met. Uh, you met um, oh, yeah, they're great. The, she won my brother a silent auction um, just to have a half hour with uh, Mookie Wilson. And so, like, she bid on it as, a, as like, kind of a gift for my brother. And he they, they won it, and he can bring one person. She has no idea who Mookie, Mookie Wilson is, so my brother's, like, going to bring me. And he's a huge Mets fan. Um, and just what? For, for the – yeah, and uh, for the listeners out there, uh, Mookie Wilson is, uh, you know, he was part of the 1986 championship Mets team, um, but also he has one of the greatest quotes in American sports history, um, and this is how it goes. Mookie Wilson, left fielder, and this is a quote from the 80s. Um, when I'm in a slump, I comfort myself by saying, if I believe in dinosaurs, then somewhere they must be believing in me, and if they believe in me, then I can believe <laughs> in me, then I bust out. <laughs> That's a half hour of gold right there just describing that quote. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's the awesomest like quote I've ever seen. That is man, that's funny. I didn't know that. That is yeah, like How could you not that, love the guy? That is well, you're going to have to report back on this Zoom and ask yeah, oh, please yeah. ask him like the I want to know every bit of the history of that quote. <laughs> You should There's probably ask him about it. what it was like to hit the ball under Buckner's legs, right? That's also interesting. Yep. Yeah, but that uh, been, yeah, but that yeah. quote is first. Oh, it's amazing! And there's like this meme that I'm seeing on the Google search next to it. It's just this Velociraptor saying, "I believe in you, Mookie Wilson." Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, shit. congrats to your brother. Congrats to you that you get to feed off his riches and. Uh, you get to have a half hour conversation with Mookie Wilson. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I Are you gonna like screen record it and video it and? Um, maybe, maybe. Um, or might just keep it chill. Um, but yeah. I but say. Anyway, like, why don't we move on to your topic? Number I think you two. should. Uh, I think you should. Uh, like. Share yeah, it. I'll try and grab some sort of picture. Yeah, yeah something. Um, all right. So topic number two. This is. Uh, and then we're, we have some heated debates, too. But topic number two is uh, about a woman that you may have heard of, you probably have heard of by now, Major, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene. For those who don't know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is, she is a congressman who just got elected from Georgia who is absolutely batshit bonkers crazy. And a bad, bad, bad person. And she has lots of fans, which is what's scary. She's well, actually, been banned from Twitter. Us, can you tell our listeners just how insane she is? Just list some of the things. Yes. So just a few things I'll read off. Um, so 
This is a, these are some quotes from a Esquire article. Put plainly, the House hasn't seen a crackpot like her since John Randolph, and Randolph may never have achieved puberty, drank heavily, and indulged in opium, had a feud with the House, and so on. So she's that bad. Some of the things that she, one of the things she did that was as disgusting as you can get um, is that she went after David Hogg. And if you remember David Hogg, who he is, he was mm-hmm. one of the Parkland school shooting survivors. And yeah. she like went after him, like chased him. And there's like a video of her chasing the guy. Uh, so that's one thing. Did she claim, did uh, she claim Parkland was a hoax too? And she said Parkland is a hoax that, uh, she also said the that's Los- a real big brain thinking there. <laughs> yeah, Parkland shooting's a hoax. She also said that the Las Vegas shooting, uh, where I have a f- friend who was at it, where the Holy 50 something people were killed. Yeah. Um, luckily, they got to a hiding behind a trash bin or something. But what she says heck? that was that was all done by the liberals against the conservatives who like country music more. <clears throat> So that it could start to dismantle conservatism or something like that. So that's bad. And then um, she's also a white supremacist and basically, you know, is racist and anti-Semitic. Um, she, I mean, the, the list, if you go, just go look at more of the things. This woman, she's a very devout QAnon follower or leader. And so all this, like she's that bad a person. Um, She's a Hitler curious tourist. Think about that. And um, she was just named by uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, to the Education Committee. Think about that. Think about that. This person who is awful in every way, shape, or form. She's been banned from Twitter because she is rightfully accused of helping incite um, uh, the Capitol riots and other just disgusting forms of speech. Uh, And she, uh, but she has all these fan sites that are like her, but fans of hers saying what she thinks. And she goes on these rants on videos that would emerge. And she's now on the education committee for our country. This woman who should be in jail. I so, don't know if she should be in jail for, for, for being an asshole, but the, I mean, there's she things she's office. done. There are things she's done that are like, I mean, especially the chasing after the Parkland, shooting yeah. kid that's I mean, like, you should only be in jail for crimes um, isn't that kind of a crime but, threat she threatened his life oh and i mean she's threatened she said she wants to hang all was it all democrats in another april uh, here it is so sh- she has endured has said things like this now we get to hang them referring to former president barack obama and former democratic presidential candidate hillary clinton she wanted to hang them. Jesus. And this woman yeah. is uh, now on the education uh, panel in Congress to help guide our children to a better place. And you she know, wants to hang people. So they can just, it's like maybe she's just 
hopefully she just gets banished there and nobody listens to her. Um, but that's my hope. But my goodness. Um, it's a problem. It's a problem that people feel that these people are electable. Um, and not just electable. They are fans of her. She has lots of fans. Yeah. People think she's like a leader. That's because, honestly, no no knock to wrestling, but politics has turned into WWE. You know, it's just like entertainment. Bit. It's people like some people love the heels. Yeah, you know, they're 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 the bad guy, but you know, they're I see where their their story's coming from. It's just it's freaking ridiculous, and it's sad. It really is sad. So I think the hope we can get from this crazy person, yeah, um, more than crazy, like pretty evil, pretty evil. Yeah, she sounds like she super sucks. Wait, is she the one with the? <laughs> there's something with a, some a laser beam or something like that. The, oh yeah, lasering the Jews. Yeah, w- was that her? I'm sure she's part of it. I'm sure, she'd love yeah. to laser us Jews. <laughs> it's like I'm sure you can't make this stuff up. I yeah, mean, this it's like, is. Yeah. All right, I mean, give me hope because I'm ready to give a hope gong for this one. Um. Uh, well, maybe there's so few of them left that we can, that she's the one that stands out that maybe it's like, okay, it's, it's not a lot of crazies. Maybe it's just much fewer. So now we can focus, you know, attention on her, um, instead of, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 seats that could be QAnon people. Or can we just hope that she gets extradited and gets out of there? extradited out of where congress I like expelled uh expelled extradited any e-word she was where she's legally gone. elected you would have to have um uh, you know some sort of process to show that she broke her oath um and if that's the case she should be out if she broke the oath she should be absolutely out yeah but we've had lots of hateful people in office before that and it's not making it okay but what I'm saying is it takes a lot to get someone out of office, as we have seen over and over. It takes a lot. Well, then you know what I'll hope, Gong? Wishing the absolute worst on Marjorie Taylor Greene. I All wish right, her man. nothing but the worst. Dong. Dong. So isn't now. It great that we're in a country where you can say that. Yep. I wish nothing but the worst for her. So we're in the. Uh, the last couple sections of our show, the uh, the debates. And so I'll ask you first, where we, this is where we debate each other on a couple things, uh, topics. The first one, row it. It's been 10 days of President Biden. Mm-hmm. What's your summation? What do you think? Too early to tell. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy with some of the things that, you know, he's, he's been signing a, f- a lot of executive orders, a lot, um, like more than any other president in history, I believe. Um, uh, some of them I'm like, okay, that seems very random. Why? But whatever. I don't care. Um, so again, uh, it, it's, it's, I'm hopeful. I think I'm going to judge him in the early days by how he reacts to the, this, financial um you know sort of semi-crisis that uh was just created i'm i'm hopeful he takes the side of the everyday man not all his many many corporate donors um 
and then I'll judge him off of that. But I'm hopeful he sees on the side of the light and the side of the people, and he speaks out against the the corporatists, as we spoke to earlier. That's when I'll judge him, I think. Okay, I'm going to debate you on this. Okay. For the In his first days in office, he's my favorite president ever. I love that he is just undoing everything bad that's happened over the last four years. Just sit, just right to it. I love that he's installed a racial, uh, racial injustice uh, department in the, uh, in the white house or in the, in somewhere up there in one of those places. Administration. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In this administration, because uh, I think it's something that's a lot, been a long time coming, something Obama should have done. And I'm glad he's doing it. Um, something Clinton should have done, something Bush should have done. Trump never would have done it because he's racist. But like everyone else should have done, and now it's time. And uh, so that's fantastic. I think uh, undoing all like the racist bans and stuff that Trump did, the wall being gone, the mm-hmm. um, and and focusing on. And I'm sorry, but I'm I'm less driven by the concept of of uh, that money is everything. And more driven by getting this country healthy and getting this pandemic over and also um, uh, climate change. And he is making because climate change will kill us all no matter how much money you have. So and he has made those climate change is now a there's like a, a secretary of climate change now in the in his administration. So that's really amazing. And uh, he's getting covid under control, like all of a sudden. Things are popping up that are working where people are able to go get vaccinated and like it's starting to work where it never was working. Even 10 days ago, it was just confusing and no one knew where to go or what to do. And now it's organized and there's a place where you can find out where you're going to be, where you should go and so on and so forth. And in these last 10 days, I know more people who got vaccinated than should have been vaccinated in the previous whatever, 30 days. So those things I think are great. And I think he'll handle... uh, the financial situation logically like he should like he should which is everyone deserves fairness and he's pr- show, said that he wants to be the fair president for all so he needs to be fair here and i just so i'm not judging him ju- i'm judging that he's been amazing already and uh and i think he'll continue that uh going forward with this because he's that he's been saying he's there for the person from scranton like himself and if he's there for the person from Scranton, he'll do the right thing here. I hope so. And what if he doesn't, though? What if he doesn't? I think he'll do actually some middle ground thing. I don't think he'll like go way one way or way the other way. I think he'll say everyone should have a voice. Um, and uh, you can't then shut off stocks and stuff. Uh, something like that. He also may leave it to... Uh, to others to really deal with it because he's so focused on COVID. So uh, it might be some of his other administrative people in his administration who will deal with it more than he will because it actually isn't priority number one for him. And I don't think it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I I voted for the dude. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, and I think the meaningful change will come with how he addresses education, how he addresses healthcare, the bigger issues, climate change, as you said, and I think just overall wealth inequality and unfairness. And I think this was one of the biggest examples that we just saw happen. How he reacts to that is going to tell me a lot, you know, and I think, I don't know if there's a middle ground, to be honest. So there's no middle ground for 
market manipulation done at the hands of these 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 big hedge funds um like none and i don't think there is finding a middle ground um and i agree you know i think no president is perfect there's no person that's perfect um but i, I mean there's hope. two yeah i mean we both happen to be on the same podcast which is very convenient um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i i want to give him a shot but i'm holding out any judgment yet but first 10 days, grade the first 10 days, 1 to 10. Being that there's some of them that, I'm, you know, we have time to get into, I'm like, yeah, was it really necessary? Um, and it felt like a lot. I'm going to give them a six and a half, seven, maybe. Six and a half, seven. Something I give them a 9.9. 9. All right. I think I'm standing. Uh, uh, I'm to uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. You are standing. standing. You are. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, well, let's go from debates to uh, to hopeless TV. Ooh, hopeless I TV. Love, I think hopeless TV is one of my favorite segments, Aaron. Um, and I'm I'm really happy. And I just wanted to say this is more of a hope fulfilled in hopeless TV because it was just a couple, maybe a month or so ago. I was just like, you know, there's shows in my in my life that I've just been like wanting to watch, and one of those shows was there was people saying that it may never hit streaming services despite it being such a cult favorite um, and because they couldn't license all the music and that was just a nightmare um, that was being played in the show. And then I I flipped on Hulu um, last week and there it is now streaming and it is Freaks and Geeks. Um, really? Judd Apatow's, yeah, you know, his early 2000s, uh, his 2001, uh, and I think it was like, it was for two seasons, um, sort of comedy that features Just one, one um, season. It was only one season. I thought it was two. Okay. I'm Did like, they make it two? Maybe like, they made it two. No, uh, they, maybe they split it up into two, you know, probably on Hulu or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm only like four episodes in. Um, but it has everybody from um, James Franco to um uh oh, what the heck is puff this? puff seth rogan yeah seth rogan um and what's the dude that was in all the heck sesame street well uh, or uh not sesame street <laughs> the muppets jason siegel jason siegel, the star of yep. the muppet movie the new muppet movie <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um and, and then what and the, and the girl the 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 main girl um, I'm really great with with talent with actor names. Um, Linda Cardellini. Um, oh right, who's 24 years old playing a 16 year old in that, um, which makes sense. But and the dude from um, Silicon Valley that plays the Satanist guy, um, he's in it. Uh, so there's there's like there's a lot of like the, and just it has everyone. Show just like John Wayne, Clark like, Gable, they're all in it. Exactly. Yeah, and and Tony Soprano, um, yeah. but uh, Charlie Chaplin. I'm good cameo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was, I I just think the storytelling is amazing. It feels timeless, and it feels like a, you know it feels like it's a modern show that was just shot back then. You know, or like a period piece in a way. Um, and I we are you know Ina and I are sitting down. We are loving Freaks and Geeks. So I just I want to say it's just hope fulfilled, and I'm super happy. Have you seen it? A long time ago, so I'm going to watch it again. And uh, thank you for this, because my uh, hopeless TV is complete hopelessness. 
Um, so thank you. This gives me hope. This gives me something that oh, I'll, I'll watch. Because my my hopeless TV topic this isn't just about a show. It's not just about something topical on TV that I watched and felt hopeless about, which is usually what it's TV as a whole. Uh, I think I am so tired of TV. Uh, this pandemic and this last year, uh, I'm just used to doing things and not sitting in front of a TV watching. Whether it's a show, whether it's the news, whether it's sports, just so much. And I'm sick of TV and I've started to like go to TV and be like, man, I just don't want to watch anymore. I'm sick of watching TV. I'm sick. I don't want to get into binge shows. I don't want to get into like most of the movies don't appeal to me anymore. It's just like I miss going to the theater to watch a movie. That's where I prefer to watch a movie. Um, And uh, so... I just feel hopeless about TV as a whole. And there was an article I read in the Atlantic uh, that kind of touched on this, where it said that we're losing a whole group of friends that we used to have, but don't anymore because of the pandemic. They're called like fringe friends, or there's another term for them that I'm, that is mentioned in this article, but because of the pandemic it's like TV has replaced fringe friends. Let's say the person that you see at the gym and and chat with at the gym all the time. Let's say the the person that you'll uh, like acquaintances. Acquaint, yeah, acquaintances. They're actually as the the article makes the point that they're actually as important as your family and close friends because they're part of your daily life. They're part of your mojo. They're part of like the your local restaurant where you uh, see the same people, or the bar where you hang out and watch sports with people that you wouldn't actually you know hang out with outside of it. But they're more they're they're situational friends, and we've lost those situations to have friends. And what's replaced that is TV, and which has no friendship, no human interaction. You just watch it and it's done. So I feel hopeless because I feel like TV has taken over a very important part of the social aspect of our lives. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, I think, because we have no other option, man. And it's it's like, I think, if anything, TV gives something people to connect over, right? Because the one of the best parts about watching a great show or watching a great movie is talking to somebody about it afterwards and discussing it. And like, there is that. And I think it, it's in maybe your acquaintances, the ones you see at the gym, you're not talking movies with, but there's a, a new group of people you could find to talk about that, you know, going online and, you know, finding subreddits dedicated to the show that you're getting into is a really immersive way to talk about each episode. I think that you can make new types of acquaintances. I really, really do. And I think that even just like getting into, you know, getting back, you know, into video games and stuff like that can like give you just a whole new way to kind of immerse yourself. Um, I don't think TV is a bad thing. I think, I, I I mean, do you actually miss these those acquaintances as people or do you miss the idea of having those acquaintances? I miss, I have felt for a while a void in my existence Be, and I and this article especially, it like nailed it. It was like, boom, that's yeah. what I'm missing is that conversation with the person that I don't know that well or those friends that are more situational friends that I just don't see anymore and there's so many of them that are just not yeah. the traveling and the people that I'll through work that I would hang out with that I just don't, there's, we don't have that commonality to go hang out. And what you're talking about is this virtual friendship stuff, which just doesn't, uh, 
it it can't replace person to person. It's not experience. it's not the same. And you know, and I think you know, you and I both extroverts, so therefore, I think that we kind of thrive off of those sort of casual friendships. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I do miss them too. Um, you know, we're in a world where our social circles have gotten much much smaller, much much tighter. Um, and it's going to be like that for a while. But the, what the hope I can give you is that, man, when the world is back open, you're not the only one that's missing all that. Everybody's gonna you're gonna have more happy hours than you know you're going to deal with. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess, and I and I'm here for it. You're gonna be a part of it. Like happy hour starts yeah. at seven a.m. and it ends at seven a.m. the next day and starts over <laughs> again. It's going to be great. It's like, you know, it's, it's once where this pandemic's lifted, it's, I think there's going to be a national holiday. Honestly, I think it's going to be, there's going to be some sort of day that's maybe it's different by each country, but they're going to celebrate when they sort of went off lockdown. I think it should I, be called Novid 21. Yeah. Novid. I like that. Yes. That is funny. And I hope it is 21, not 22. Um, It'll be this year. So, so I hope I brought you some hope there. Um, yeah. A day to look forward to when we're all back. Novid um, 21. It, yeah. And now that we're getting close, you know, we're getting towards the end of our show, which is where we do a quick hope in 60 seconds. Then we'll get to us to a fan mail submission and then just talk our hope fulfilled. Um, Aaron, you are up first. Let me start my timer and you can get right into this. So where's this timer? Let me set it for one minute and go. The airline that I flew back on American airlines lost my luggage and there aren't that many people flying. The airports are pretty empty. It's not hard to keep track of luggage. And my luggage ended up in Philadelphia. And I still don't have it. Give me hope. These airlines don't have as much luggage to keep track of. Come on, guys. Well, maybe. I think if it ended up in um, in Philly, you there's a good chance that someone picked up that luggage. Um, and that person, his name is Gritty, the uh, <laughs> Flyers mascot. And maybe Gritty left some of his fur and feathers for you, which I believe um, the ancients believe to be good luck. And so when you do get it back from Philly, maybe you'll have blessed luggage. Done. I Just feel done. one sec. Hope gong the hell out of that. That was a great answer. Not not only was that a great answer, it just made me want to watch Gritty be silly because he's funny. All right, ready? <laughs> Hope gong and a sound, a sound I think Gritty would make. <laughs> that's that, that's Gritty esque. Yep, it's Gritty. Well, um, thank you. All it's right, your turn. The um, next one is um, okay. So uh, early tests are showing that Johnson and Johnson's single dose uh, vaccine is sixty six percent effective um and it's a little bit less effective on the va- the new variant the new strain that's coming out of south africa um uh there's gonna be a lot of people over a billion people that are gonna be getting this uh hope oh uh it's better than 50 percent. true true ready um, for more way better than 40 yeah. percent <laughs> well here's this I mean, maybe the hope we can look at is that this is that human test. Since you and I are at the end of the line, this is that human trials that's happening. And so we are seeing, you know, this in action. So by the time it gets to us, we'll get the right ones. Maybe they'll fix it. 
I think they'll fix it. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Maybe they add another Johnson. Johnson and Johnson and Johnson. And the third Johnson will fix it. Just lots of Johnsons. All right, cool. I feel hope. All right. Um, hope that. Um, and so, next one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Go. Um, I ask you this, Sage Rohit. Sage. Why can't the simple things that are so obvious for people just be simple? Here's what they are. We've talked a lot about them. It goes back to the topic of the day. Taking it to the man, undoing the system. Why isn't, why do people have to build their lives around hate and anger and like hating a certain type of person, uh, hating another type of religion, all these simple, basic things that it seems like are so prevalent right now. Why can't people just mind their own business, chill out and not be so fixated on hate? Hope. Big topic. I think that I think the answer my my quick answer to that is the people that are so full of hate and just so full of resentment and just so like they are they don't realize how privileged they are that they aren't focusing on actual real issues that so they they're living in first world lives they're untraveled and they are just filled with you know rage um and the, that to me, it, to me, it just seems like their problems are the biggest ones, and then everybody else is at fault. When they realize that, if you go to any so many other countries, like things get way worse. The 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 world just treats you a lot worse in most other places, and I think that they're not grateful for what they have. Instead of trying to build together, they take down. So, um, can we send them all to yeah, another country a for a while? No, it's also you know, it's also our job to bring up together this country, people that we agree with and disagree with, and I think that's the only way the country gets better. Um, some people have to be dragged into the modern world, kicking and screaming, but um, yeah, we are not a country that deports legal um, and many times illegal immigrants. So uh, legal residents are not getting deported. Um, but well, I do think that President Aaron. President Aaron Wolf wants to deport racists and bigots. Hope gong. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you run for president, you know, make sure you uh, you also remember the little people don't take too many corporate donations and just look out for us. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> ne- yes. And, and the last one, go. Dude, I'm so pissed because almond butter is really good and way healthier for me than peanut butter. And it's also just better. But the price of it is so damn expensive compared to peanut butter. Why is that? And can we get the price of almond butter to be cheaper? Help. Well, well, the, the, the cost to process almonds is so much more expensive. They require way more water. Right. And you also that the temperature, the climates with which they can grow is also much less than peanuts. This isn't um, helping. This isn't and so helping. and you are getting what you are paying for, though. And I also am an almond butter person. I don't really do peanut butter as often. Like it's almond butter is like my go to. Um, and I pay ten dollars for a damn jar um, easily. And but that's where you can find the keto stuff. That's where you can find stuff without adding sugars and all that. I think the good thing is, Aaron. At least you buy almond butter and you are guaranteed to know for the most part you are getting something that's good. Um, so you get what you pay for. That's not going to help. You only, you only get... You don't have to gong. Not everything can be gonged. Not everything can be gonged, but they should drop the price. This is just getting absurd. Like I saw a 12 
jar of almond butter at the store. $12.99 for butter. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, that way, at least it keeps all the normies away from it, you know? And yeah. Literally, you know, uh, talk uh, about elitism. Yeah, when we're yeah. talking about elitism, I mean, <laughs> almond butter is all for the elite only. And uh, oh, really, it's the Wall, bros, the Wall Street Bros. The Wall Street Bros are going to, you know, bring try to bring down almond butter for the, all those elites. Oh. <laughs> um, let's get to our submission fan mail. And this one is from Telly in Maine. She um, just wrote, us. why so much bickering, I think, between you and I lately? <laughs> why not, Telly? Yeah. I mean, would this show at all be interesting if we disagreed with each other on everything? If we were 100% aligned, it would just be two people just talking all the time, which it actually kind of is. Um, but I think when Aaron and I sort out our differences, I think hopefully other people that fall with either one of us can also grow as they learn another side that that's, I think it's important. We always talk about discourse and um, I'm a big fan of talking with people, uh, especially when you disagree with them. True that I could, you said everything that, that see no bickering. I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally, uh, hope fulfilled. Um, there was just a couple things, and then then we're done with episode drink of forty. Um, there were, I feel, I felt glimmers of hope in America. This last, uh, you gave it a six point five, I gave it a nine point nine, but those are still glimmers of hope. That before, like the weeks before, I would have said one, two, one, zero, and so. Uh, I felt glimmers of hope for this country again. I don't know about you, but to me, that's hope fulfilled. To even have glimmers of hope is a lot more than no hope. Yeah, it's nice to have decency and be the norm, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel good about it. And now we can work from there. Now that we got, like, manners out of the way, let's start <laughs> building and actually making the country better. Uh, and then, and to go with that, uh, Jen Psaki, who... For those who haven't seen her yet, she's the new press secretary. So we don't have Kelly McKinnon and we don't have Sarah Buckaby Doofus and we don't have Sean Spicy. We have an actual human who answers all the questions and has some zingers for people when they're like just asking things that are just ridiculous, but in a kind way. And they've been named a thing. Did you hear about this? You know, Jen Psaki, who oh. she is, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yep. So, and she's really likable, really cool, answers all these questions. And when she says a zinger, they're called sake bombs. Okay, that's pretty funny. Okay, I, that, that's probably, it's probably better than a chef bomb, a woge bomb. You know, these are sports writers oh, that yeah. drop a big news story yet, you know. Um, sake bombs, I can get behind that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty it's cool. pretty cool. Uh, so I'll, next I'll time you watch it. a yeah. press conference, just wait for a sake bomb. And then drink a sake <laughs> bomb. Kampai. <laughs> yeah, well, on that note, Aaron, we are at time. Um, this is a good episode. 40 episodes in. Damn. That's We have more episodes than either of us has lived years on this earth. So We, we, um, have, we have more episodes. Are you ready for this? 
we have more episodes than Freaks and Geeks and Arrested Development had combined. Wait, did Arrested Development have less than 40 episodes? They had four seasons, three OG, right? And then uh, one when they came back. Can you just go with me here and just say that I was right with those Yeah, numbers? yeah, absolutely. I, all of Arrested Development's nine se- uh, nine episodes definitely <laughs> do not add up to. Um, 40. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought I was doing a cool point there. Uh, whatever. That's a lot of no, episodes. You were right. What were you saying? But, all right. Before we leave. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's find one more show that had less than 40 episodes. Uh, Firefly, I think had like what, oh, yeah. or something like that. Um, that I loved Deadly Class. That only lasted a season that had like eight or 10 or somewhere in that range. Um, you know, we, we, we actually have more episodes than Westworld total. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're also yeah. better than so, Westworld. I guess it's, yeah, we are bigger than HBO's Westworld. So um, thank you guys for joining us on this journey thus far. Um, and, you know, now that we're, we're the biggest podcast aside of HBO. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> and here's to another 40 but, uh, more. Yeah, man. And Aaron, um, I know we're not going to be able to settle our bet next week since the Super Bowl is not for, you know, not until February, you know, the following weekend because we are recording this on a Friday. Um but yes, I look forward to taking even more of your money. Um, <laughs> and uh, until next week, Aaron, stay hopeful. Stay hopeful. Out. Yeah, and I'm uh, and that, he's uh, the Aaron Wolf on all social handles. I'm Vohit for Rohit with the number four on all social handles. Come find us, come follow us, leave us comments, and we'll catch you later. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. Oh, good show.